What episode is this? You said 40. Oh. <laughs> uh, welcome to A Good Exchange Podcast, episode 40. This is your host, Malik, and I have a special guest. Hello. <laughs> this is London. London Monet. Dang, you ain't got to get my full government. <sighs> London is good enough. Uh, what's your What's your last name? My name is London. Nice to meet you Where all. Where are you from? I'm from Chicago, west side of the shot all day. You from O Block? Have you heard of O Block? I have not heard of that. <laughs> you, listen, you listen to Lil Dirt? I do not. My musical preferences stop <laughs> around 2012. I don't know anybody that came out past 2012. Now, if you want to ask me about some 90s R&B and hip hop, I can mess with you on that. 90, all right, let's see. Who's your who's your favorite rapper and R and B artist from the nineties? Tupac for sure. R and B artist. Um, too many. Brandy. Everybody. Everybody from the nineties was on point. Brandy um, for like a younger generation. Maxwell for a guy. I feel like they only play Maxwell at weddings. No. <laughs> That's the only First time all, I ever heard Maxwell was at a wedding. You need to be <laughs> around better people. I heard Pretty Wings ten times. <laughs> First of all, that's not even a good wedding song. Um, Dang, but you dissed my cousin's wedding. <laughs> Sorry, but that's kind of a sad song. So if you know the lyrics, it's kind of a sad song. Oh, maybe so. I just, I just remember hearing it there a lot. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Maybe that's like the wedding song. Maxwell has hits. Maxwell has a song called Matrimony. That would have been very appropriate for a mm, wedding. Maybe so. You think Maxwell is going to do a versus battle? I think he is too great to do one um, versus say. somebody. I could see him doing like D'Angelo and doing like Maxwell and Friends, and I would be down for that. He definitely is somebody that the next time he does a concert, I would be willing to risk the COVID. Getting COVID for? Yeah. Facts. That's how I am with like Drake. Like, I'm willing to go get COVID whenever Drake goes on tour. I ain't getting COVID for Drake. That's okay. I'm getting COVID for Drake. Because just going into, was it last year? I was like, I want to go to more concerts. And so mm-hmm. I was ready. And then the pandemic hit. So mm-hmm. then it was like no concerts. So I was like, so now that outside is opening back up. That's your goal to go to a Drake concert. Yeah, I have to. I think I'm going to go to Lil Baby's concert in in September. I get all of those little and baby people confused. (laughs) It's so many little somebody. It's so many baby somebody. I told you, I stop at 2012. The only only one that's important to me is Lil Baby. What does he sing? He he raps. (laughs) What does he rap? (laughs) You got to look it up. I don't know. How is he important to you? You don't even know what he raps. I know what he rap. I don't know if I want to say it on, oh, on live air. But... Oh, you don't want them to know the real ratchet. <laughs> okay, got that's, it. That's when I'm in like, because I'm from A-Leaf. Okay. So that's when I'm in my, my A-Leaf bag. Of... Does that mean, so I'm from Chicago, so I'm not that familiar with Houston neighborhoods yet. So is A-Leaf equivalent to what? To O-Block? Nah. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> No, A Leaf's not equivalent to O Block. You should look up O Block. Is that supposed to be a Chicago reference? Because yeah, I've that's never what. Lil okay. Dirk is from Chicago. Okay. And he's had a that few must be some pending murder stuff. charges. Okay. Chief Keith. Yes, I know Chief Keith. He's from Chicago. Yes. I think he mentions O Block. Uh, King Von from I've Chicago. Heard of him. He got killed. I so, heard that. Mm-hmm. Who else is from? I don't know. You should just look up O Block and. 
I've never heard of that, but I will take a look and see what I can find. Next out. time you go back home, you should just stroll through Old Block. <laughs> the O and the Block. I'm nah, good. you gotta go to Old Block. I'm good. I'm willing to go into some not so great neighborhoods for my favorite foods when I go home. I'm actually going home next month, and I will venture into some shady parts for to food? get some food. Yes, but this old block that you keep referencing sounds even too shady for me. The food must be good if, you, if you're willing to. The best. So you're willing to risk your life to go get food, but well, you clown me for risking my life. <laughs> the thing is, all the neighborhoods, hole-in-the-wall restaurants that I want to go to, like I grew up around there. I still have family and friends who live around there, so I feel comfortable going to those places. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't know Oblock, so I can't be just strolling up around there, even if they got some good. <laughs> Next food time you go there, you're gonna be like, "Hey, where Oblock at?" No, 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 no. <laughs> that would not be advised. But I have a question for you. Following up on something you said there earlier. We go. I'm not even see. I'm not going to oh. go there yet. I'm not going to go there yet. You said yet. you want to see Drake in concert, so I was going to ask you what. Is the favorite your favorite concert that you've ever been to? So far, well, I haven't been to that many. Okay, that's why I was like, I want to start going to more. I've been to Astro World twice. Okay, and that's Travis, but it's a festival, so it's not just Travis. It's a bunch of people. I went to a Travis Astro World twice, and then I went to a Travis listening party. Okay, which was like pre Astro. It was like a free concert, but that was when the album just came out. But Travis is probably my favorite, just because his his shows are like really rowdy and like high energy. Yeah, so you're just jumping around. Okay. And like mosh pits, but I actually like know the lyrics, so okay, I don't just be there like jumping around. It's like I actually like like the songs. Uh, Pharrell was at his festival Pharrell. last year, mm-hmm. and I didn't think I would enjoy him, but he was a real good. Uh, he was a good show. He was like his music was more chill. Yeah. So he was like a good rest before travis mm-hmm. and i didn't i didn't think like happy would go that hard live but <laughs> happy was pretty good and then post malone post malone okay. he was there the year before and i was talking to him. i was like i don't know see post malone and then we went and i was like is he the guy on that um spider-man mm-hmm. so, yes, yeah yeah okay. post malone so those are probably i'm trying to think who else was there i think those are like my three standouts i think Megan Thee Stallion was there last year, but I didn't go see her. You didn't see her? Mm-mm. Okay. I saw her, like, on the screens, because they have two stages. Yeah. And Astro just packed, so I couldn't get to her. But I think Travis, Post Malone, and what else did I see? Pharrell. Pharrell, yeah. Those are my favorites so far. Okay. I want to see Party Next Door, too. I like him. See, I know him, because he had some stuff prior to 2012, so I know yeah, him. Yeah, I think he came out in, like, 2013, maybe. Party Names Are Hard. I love R&B. Okay. I like to be sad. <laughs> so, that's what I told my dad a few weeks ago. I was like, when you're, like, listening to sad music and you're actually sad, it's, like, a whole nother level of, like... I cannot... Not all R&B music is sad. It's mostly kind of sad. No. Well, not really, but... The sad R and B ones, that's like my go to. Like like when the weekend the weekend dropped yes. during internship, I was sad. <laughs> we was all sad. Jasmine was sad, Gigi what was sad. What about what which one of his songs made y'all sad? it was I think it was Call Out My Name and Wasted Times. Wow. Y'all cried? I ain't cry. I cried when I heard Jaded okay. by Drake. That what came made out. you cry about that song? I don't know it. Just so. the lyrics. Like he has a lyric where he says, This one hit my soul. He was like he says, drove me to your family's house for what? Ooh. Ooh, you felt it. I felt the whole song. Ooh. What else did he say? He was just jaded. I was jaded, too. Uh-huh. Well, I wasn't even jaded at that time, but 
This all just made me sad. Wow. You know, Malik, I feel like (laughs) you can relate to these lyrics and these songs because of your life experiences. Yes, nah, for real. Like, when you're... Well, Drake is good at that to me anyway. It's like, Drake, I feel like sometimes he writes songs and it's like, like, yo, did he write that for me? Like, not even just the sad songs, like... The songs where he's like confident or like yeah all of them are like i think he does a good job of making everybody like relate mm-hmm. to him but i like drake he's cool pre-2012 i can mess with it yeah pre-2012 yeah. i love drake okay. have you seen his house uh no <laughs> why would i have seen his house you, you should, should look it up drake's house but how's your week going so far london was was did you do anything week, exciting? Um, nothing exciting yet that I can think of. What's today? Um, Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. I'm really trying to think. But my week is going well. Better than last week, which is good. So I feel like I started off really productive this week. I had a real successful Monday. I washed my hair. That was successful. The that hair is, wasn't good. That is successful. Like, doing that kind of stuff. Like, I like to go vacuum my car out and stuff. Okay. So, yesterday. Come back in mind next time you'll do it. <laughs> I got the seat shampoo yesterday. Okay. So, I was like, oh, yeah. And then I got a free burger. From where? Because the car wash has a burger place attached to it. And I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so, I was like, I'll get a burger. And then the guy was like, well, usually when it's people's first times so on a Tuesday, like, we buy your food. And so, I was okay. like. I was like, man, the burger was actually really good, too. So. Okay. I'm going to go back next week and like where I And lie and yeah. say that. I'm like, yo, I ain't never been here before. I knew huh? you were going to be dishonest. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Well, if there's anything the pandemic taught us, it's to be resourceful. So. See, that's a great segue. You know, I know. See, I do this. Segway queen. How was, uh, <laughs> so 2020, I, my first episode on this podcast was called what has 2020 taught you? I almost forgot. <laughs> what has 2020 taught you? And so I talked about what I learned from 2020. Yeah. And I know we kind of deep into 2021, but I like to see what people got out of the year because I think 2020 was a year that nobody expected yeah. to go through. Like everybody was chilling and then Kobe died and then it just mm. went downhill from there. So That's true. There were it, some things that happened um, in 2020, even before the pandemic hit the U.S. really hard. There was some stuff that happened that kind of made me think, okay, this is an unusual year. Mm-hmm. Like, something in the air is spidey senses tingling. And, all that. <laughs> um, and Kobe passing away was definitely one of them, like, completely unexpected. I remember yeah. that that Sunday and finding that mm-hmm. out and just being like, wow, um, hoping that it wasn't true. And, um, and then, you know, I walked through some stuff personally um, in like February of last year, some stuff that I had completely not expected to happen. And now looking back, I feel like it was um, like a preview of some stuff that was going to come up in mm-hmm. 2020. So I guess for me, the whole thing that I would say that I learned from 2020 was that um, we're not in control and and how to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I probably adjusted to that better than some people because just different life experiences, have shown me that just when you think you're in control of something, the world reminds you that you're not. (laughs) And so um, when you have those experiences, I actually feel like it prepared me for a year like 2020. Like obviously nothing like 2020 had ever happened before, but Mm -hmm. just stuff um, that you don't have control over has happened. And I knew in those situations before I was okay. 
everything worked out just fine and that even though 2020 was crazy really difficult and challenging that um you know i'd be able to get through it so my whole thing with it was just letting go of the things that i didn't have control over yeah being okay with it leaning into it and then taking advantage of whatever the new normal was yeah. so like me and my family we would do um virtual birthday parties and that was probably some of the most fun gatherings we've ever really? had <laughs> and we have fun but yeah for everybody's birthday we would get online um we would tune in to club quarantine and dance oh the, the dj yep d nice yeah yeah d nice um he's one of the most amazing things that came out of 2020 so mm -hmm. um and then the versus battles, oh my goodness, the versus battles, my family would have the best group <laughs> text messages as we were watching the versus battles. Mm -hmm. um, and we would have dance contests between each other while we were watching them and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, I think for me it was um, releasing control of things that you mm -hmm. really have no control over. And yeah. I think 2020 showed us like a lot of, in a lot of ways and things we thought we had control over, we really didn't. And to be okay with that and to really just turn those things over to God for which you don't have control over and the things that are within your power to work on those and continue mm -hmm. to grow in the areas that you have the ability to grow. Yeah, I think like, I think adjusting just to it all was probably the most challenging part for a lot of people. Like you said, realizing like, all right, we have no control over this. Like we can step outside and like, boom, <laughs> get hit. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people who were just kind of like, well, like, I was, I was supposed to go to college, or like, I was supposed to be on campus, or I was supposed to do this, do that, and it was mm -hmm. just kind of like, and I remember in my mind, I was kind of like, well, like, these are just kind of the cards we were given mm -hmm. right now, so, mm -hmm. I mean, like, some people I knew had just gotten jobs and things, yeah. and so they were ready to work, and then I was just kind of like, like, I wasn't trying to be insensitive, but it was just kind of like, I mean, what are we supposed to do? Like, exactly. Just, you know, be yeah. mad, like, you gotta, like you said, like, figure out, like, all right, this, I, this is out of my control, right? kind of. I guess maybe not accept it, but just understand it. And then, like, for me, I try to, I try to, um, I try to always find, like, the positives in situations. Yep. So, mm -hmm. obviously, that was a big, like, negative time. And then I, and then with that came, like, the, all the, like, the social injustices, yes, too. Yes, So, it was just kind of, like, a whole lot hidden. And so, I was kind of like, all right, like, what positives can come, like, out right. of this situation? So, even though, like, like, with George Floyd, even that was a negative thing that happened, just I think the awareness that came out of that yes. and just like the protests and seeing a lot of people just finally getting out and like yes kind of just getting tired of it all to me like that was a positive mm -hmm. uh like you said being at home like with my family like yeah. I, we were just here every day like we started playing like the headbands game like where you put the card and yes. like try to guess we played headbands all the time um what else did I do like binge watch the shows yep I don't know if that's productive, but I mean, it just gave you something to do. Yes, but it actually, um, that binge watching shows and stuff, like it actually allowed us to connect with people because everybody was doing the same thing. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah like so a lot of was, people watched All American. <laughs> yeah, people found a lot of commonalities mm -hmm. because we were all going through the same thing at the same time. And it allowed like, there was actually some good TV that came about last year and I just feel like um, everything that was going on, like you mentioned, with the social injustices and all of these different movements, mm -hmm. um, it opened up for a lot of crucial conversations mm -hmm. that probably would have never happened yeah. had those circumstances not happened. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of what the, the thing that I really liked about TV was that TV really 
um, dove into what was going on with the pandemic, what was going on with the world socially, mm -hmm. and brought those topics that we were all experiencing at the same time mm -hmm. to TV, yeah. and it allowed for people to bring conversations that they never had before into their homes, into the workspaces, mm -hmm. and things like that. So I think, like, for me... The social, social, social uh, the social justice movement was even the biggest impact of last year, mm -hmm. um, even more so than the pandemic. Really? For mm. me, um, yes, because I feel like that's the thing that had the um, opportunity to bring about so much change. And I kind of feel like had the pandemic not been going on, everything with the social justice, it wouldn't have been the attention on it that it was. Um, like the world with the world being kind of shut down. Oh yeah, like if the world was open. Yes. Yeah, because, because people would have just been able to just kind of be like, oh, move whatever. past it. Yeah. 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 And so, like I'll share on a personal level, um, like I, how I was mentioned earlier, there's been different different experiences in my life that have led me to, you know, <laughs> we're not in control with something, so mm -hmm. just being okay with that. Like I have a friend that was. Um, died in police custody actually here in texas and it was a really famous case about six years ago and i remember um at the time when that was happening a lot of people knew about it but some people didn't know about it it wasn't it wasn't like the george floyd situation where literally everything stopped and everybody knew about what was going on mm -hmm. and i felt like um during that time not everybody could relate to how i was feeling and it was something that i wasn't able to outwardly share how it had affected me at the time mm -hmm. and so but i also feel like um because i had walked through that i was better prepared for how to navigate when the george floyd murder occurred right. and just wanting to be a part of not allowing this to just be one more situation that happened mm -hmm. but what can we do to um to stop this and to really speak out and i feel like um something definitely shifted last year it's not all solved it's not all better but there's yeah. definitely a shift mm -hmm. and um i like that the conversations have continued in workspaces and friend groups it's hard conversations but people are, yeah. are um, having them and it's definitely needed yeah I, I like what you said like about how you were didn't want to outwardly share but i mm -hmm. think some people probably didn't even know like how to respond at all to it like I, I think what came with that last year was i had people started to realize okay like this is how i can help even if i'm not like black or can't really relate mm -hmm. like i had a i had a lot of friends just like reaching out to me saying like what can i do like how can yep. i help or like i love you like I, mm -hmm. I value you like you're close to me and so that was cool to me like seeing not only just the world kind of take a step but everybody kind of realizing how they can help yep. in like different ways and so like to me because i'm kind of a words of affirmation guy so okay like if you just that's send, your love language yeah that's yeah that's like the main one okay so like if you just send me like a cool text or something like i'll really be like oh like that means so much <laughs> so i got a few of those texts like over it and i was like, I'm like that's that's really uh that's cool but i i agree too like i had tough like really interesting conversations with some of my mm -hmm. friends too and it, it was cool just to kind of see people's viewpoints and like yeah and thoughts about it some of them i'm not gonna lie like some people i was kind of like, like same there's like, still some people that i'm like working on yeah is this a relationship that i'm going to reconcile with or mm -hmm. am i just gonna leave you in 2020 <laughs> yeah i think so, some of like some of people like who people really were came out yep. in 2022 so it was kind of like oh like all right <laughs> so it was kind of like oh, i can i can distance myself from you a yep. little bit but yeah 100 it, it was an interesting time how's your 2021 going is it 2021 is going you know 2021 someone said at the beginning of this <laughs> year that 
2021 is just 2020 with a wig on. And sometimes I feel like that, but um, <laughs> today... Yeah, I mean, February, we had a snowstorm. Exactly. Like, and, and you know what's crazy? Okay, so like I was saying, I'm from Chicago. We we do snow. Like, we have snow. The reason I... Part of the reason I moved to Houston was because we had a huge blizzard in Chicago. Mm. And, and it shut down traffic on Lakeshore Drive, which is one of our biggest roads mm. in the city. And... But never in my life in Chicago has it been so cold or has it been so much snow that, like, the power went out. That was oh, wow. insane to me. I still, to this day, don't understand it. I know it has more to do with what was going on with the energy companies than mm. it did the actual weather. Maybe Greg um, Abbott was jealous. Don't even. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and move, <laughs> move past that. But um, 2021 um, definitely is... It has some remnants of 2020, but it also has some some positive things. So at the end of 2020, I actually started a business. So me and my best friend, we started our own jewelry brand. Mm-hmm. And What's the name of uh, it? it's called the Calm Collective. And we do gold accessories. Got um, men's jewelry. We have women's jewelry. We are working on men's jewelry because we keep getting that request. From me. Um, not just you. There's been a few people who've asked us. I need a model to like model the men's jewelry. I got you. Let me get back to you on that. <laughs> but um, but the whole reason that we started, we had talked for years about starting a business, but my friend Kai, the whole reason that we had chose the time that we did was because, again, taking advantage of the downtime that we had, working mm-hmm. from home and that kind of stuff during the pandemic, and also wanting to put action behind something positive coming out of 2020. Mm-hmm. That could be impactful in our lives. That can be impactful in the lives of our families going forward. And um, that also could be a part of building up Black-owned businesses and women-owned businesses mm-hmm. and um, just creating um, generational wealth and things like that. So we the and we started working on it. Um, crazy story. So I had COVID in August, and like as soon as I got healed from having COVID, we started working on it in September, mm-hmm. and we launched in December, um, and we just put a lot of time and effort behind it, and we're super proud of what we give to our customers and things like that. We're really big on quality and um, just excited to be able to say that in the year of the pandemic, we did something positive mm-hmm. and made good use of our time um, and that, you know, you can only grow up after launching in a year like 2020. Yeah. So. yeah, it's like I said, like finding the positives because it was a lot of negatives. Like I know people that lost parents, yes. family members and friends. Yes. And so like finding that one positive, like you can come out saying like, I started a business. Yep. Like that's a, that's a big thing. Like my mom has her own business and she, she started it like last year and she okay. stepped out on it. So she can kind of, well, cause I've, I'm here with her. So I kind of yeah. relate to, but how like, what are the challenges you've faced so far? Do you think yeah. it's more... Because, like, for me, right, like, starting this podcast, I was, like, I'm in my head a lot mm-hmm. all the time. And so growing up, like, with sports and stuff, like, I was good, but mentally sometimes I wasn't always where I needed to be. Yeah. So I would step on the court and be like, oh, snap, like, he looks like he might be better than me. Mm. And so I would just kind of, like, shrink back. And so I was, like, I said, I was, like, I was my own worst enemy sometimes like and so even with starting the pod like i was telling you before like i was kind of like should i do it should i and then i was just like just do it yeah and like i enjoy doing it and people i guess they listen (laughs) (laughs) but it just maybe i think it kind of relates to just like when you're kind of in charge of it like do you what are the challenges you face do you think is like mental yeah or is it just i guess like the reception 
Okay. Yeah, um, it's probably both. Like, so on the like the practical side, the logistical side. Like, my, my best friend Kai, my business partner, she lives in Indiana. Like, we met in college in Indiana, so we are running a business together from two different places. Oh wow! So um, there's obviously challenges around that, especially because we were in the middle of the pandemic. We didn't get a chance to like be together in the same place and like take pictures together for our website oh, until wow. May. Um, when it became safer to travel and we were vaccinated and all that kind of stuff. So literally we would meet multiple times a week on Google Meet or Zoom and her daughters would be in the background thinking they was a part of the business team. <laughs> <laughs> so they're super cute. Um, so that was a challenge. Um, the other part, I guess would it would be for me on a personal level. So I'm not really a social media person. This is, I was very confused because <laughs> when I first met you, you had... No Instagram, exactly. no Twitter. I don't even think you got a Facebook. I don't. Nothing. Like, I just, I think you only had, like, Apple Music. <laughs> I was like, how did she just have an Apple Music, but nothing? I, mean, I think you had a Snapchat, but you, like, never I got never on it. I never used it. I had the Snapchat because when I visit my friend's kids, they like to do the filters. Like, and so literally, literally. <laughs> I would try to record you, and you would block your face and hide yes. and run. And then when I saw you on Instagram, I was like, let me start an Instagram. <laughs> And now you have like a thousand selfies. Oh my gosh. Okay. First of all, let's clarify. <laughs> let's clarify. <laughs> the reason that I started the social media account was because we were launching the business and I knew that I had to have a social media presence. Uh, so that was a challenge for me because <laughs> it's not something that comes naturally to me. And it's so, hard. It's really hard to tell. Look at that's what right everybody right says, now. but I don't care what y'all think. I'm telling y'all what it is. <laughs> The same way you were saying when you step on the court, maybe people thought you had it all together, um, but they don't know what's going on internally and everything yeah. like that. And it's not that, like, I just don't, people think it's funny when I say this, but I really just don't enjoy taking pictures. Like, the whole process of it, it's not, like, a fun and enjoyable thing. Um, I'm getting more comfortable with it, but mm -hmm. it's not, like, something that I would say, oh, I want to go take a bunch of pictures today. Like, I can think of a lot of other ways that I would have fun and enjoy my time. But so whatever to your shady comment about <laughs> about my pictures, it was a business reason for doing it. So that was a personal challenge for me is to overcome. Like you were saying about the podcast, like, OK, I just need to do this. I have to mm -hmm. get over it and do it. Yeah. Everybody has some part of their job that they don't. That's not necessarily their favorite. And so I just have to get over it and mm -hmm. do it because this is a part of what's going to get me to where we need to be with our business. And so um, so. Started my own personal um, Instagram account and then also um, learning quickly the stuff of Instagram so that I can run our business, business account, account yeah. too was a practical challenge like on the mentality side or the like the emotional side of it. It was just really making sure um, for me and my business partner that like we stay connected to the why we were doing this and mm -hmm. not try again back to the releasing things and letting go of control and so we would start all of our business meetings with like prayer and making sure that every week as we went through um what do we need to accomplish your business that week um praying that god gave us favor with it that mm -hmm. he gave us innovation creative ideas and things like that and just to make sure that we weren't doing this for our own, you know, pride and egotistical reasons, but mm -hmm. really because there was a bigger purpose yeah. outside of ourselves and we wanted to just stay connected to that. And so um, that would be the biggest thing. And then also knowing when to um, trusting our gut and what, um, again, our why we're doing it and our timelines that we've discussed and what makes sense for us. 
and not being so influenced by what other people want us to do. Right. Like we get requests from people all the time. When are you guys going to do silver jewelry? When are you going to do men's jewelry? Oh, right. People ask us about kids jewelry. And while um, we Isn't that a good thing though? It is. People they want They're more, interested you know? in it. Yes. Um, and, and while we do have plans to expand going forward to not get so pressured mm -hmm. by um, the request that we start jumping into things too soon when we know that there's a timeline that we already were marching towards and just being okay um, with, like you said, recognizing and, and um, appreciating that people want more from us, mm -hmm. but also um, not getting too far ahead of ourselves yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in what our business plan is and what our timeline is. Yeah, I guess you can't like, dang, what did they say? Like put all your ducks in a row? No. <laughs> I do not think right. that I don't know. Maybe it's uh you can't I don't know, you can't show all your cards to shit. Like you gotta gold first, let it sit, let the people buy, and then Yeah, and I think that, you know, as a when you're thinking of it from a business perspective, you have to um consider, you know, what's that investment gonna cost, what types of mm. fees and financial um, impact is that going to have and I'll think like I remember at one point somebody had wanted us to um, we were doing a particular product and they had wanted us to offer the product internationally and it was like yes eventually we don't want to we do want to expand and sell internationally but on our end we have to understand there's a tax implication with that there's a shipping implication with that mm -hmm. there is a currency exchange rate. there's all these different yeah, things yeah. that we can't just say just because people are interested and they want this now that now is the time for us yeah so we have to again Pray about everything, know what our timelines are, and know mm -hmm. that we're making the best decisions for our business. Because at the end of the day, we're the ones that got to pay them taxes. <laughs> so that's facts. Do you think that? Uh, do you think friends and business? Do you think it can mix? I think for us, so funny story. When we had talked for years about doing a business, and it was actually more of our friends that we had considered it was going to be a larger group. Mm -hmm. But I feel like with the pandemic and just every different things that happened, um, I think it was good for us to just do it us two in the beginning, mm -hmm. um, just because we were aligned um, with some of our thought process and our timelines and how we action things and how we own things mm -hmm. with respecting each other and what they bring to the table, but also accountability and responsibility for what we're gonna deliver. And so I feel like in the beginning, too many people would have made it more difficult. Yeah. So I think it was good for us to just go into it with us two to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then down the line, we would love to be able to hire, bring on friends and different things like that and provide employment opportunities for people. But I think um, for sure in the beginning, we were just like-minded and it made right. sense for us to just do it, just us two. And that's going well. It is. It is going very well. I honestly, um, I have a lot of friends and people that I love, but... Uh, this my girl Kai is probably the only one that I could see being in business with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right now at yeah, this yeah, moment. Yeah. I uh one of my favorite podcasts is the Joe Budden podcast. Yep. And uh they just had like a like a fallout with his original yeah, co-host. Mm -hmm. But there was more it was kinda like a lot a lot of behind the scenes yeah. turmoil, some financial stuff. So Yes. I think like watching him well that maybe not just him, but like that situation it was kinda like you can learn kind of like like what not to do. Yep. I guess like I know we read that book during internship called it was like a tale of three kings. Yes, one of my favorite books. Where uh, David was like with Saul or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think what I got out of it was like 
I think David had to be under Saul so he mm-hmm. could learn, like, I guess what not to do. So yep. he could learn to, like, what was Saul? Was he a king at the time? He was. He was the king before David. Yeah. So whenever David took over, he could, like, know how to lead and stuff. So yes. I think just, like, watching situations like that, even though it sucked for them, it mm-hmm. was kind of good to, like, kind of see. And so, like, because sometimes, like, some of me and my friends, we talk about, like, going into business with, yeah. like, maybe doing like vintage clothing and shoes and stuff like that mm-hmm. so but sometimes i'm just kind of like i don't know <laughs> like i don't yeah. want to lose like my boys over like business and stuff right. like that so it's interesting seeing that y'all are doing pretty well especially since y'all are like like in a long distance business, business partnership yeah, yeah exactly so um i think you know we had a lot of success by making sure that we still treated it with professionalism mm-hmm. even before we even made any money or anything you know like i said like we would meet multiple times a week both of us made sure to keep those commitments and not just say oh this is for play no this is not for play this yeah, is our yeah, business yeah. we really need to meet we both respected you know the boundaries and the timelines and things like that we were both equally invested in it financially and but also with our time and mm-hmm. our commitment and things like that and we were able to have like honest conversations with each other which i think is important especially starting off like when we first started we were actually going to be selling something completely different mm-hmm. like we had a different name we had we had a different products that we were going to sell and then one day we just had a meeting and we were like this doesn't feel organic to who we are right and we uh, it, i was it was confirmation to me that like yes i'm in this with the right business partner because we were able to talk through it mm-hmm. and it wasn't awkward we were aligned and we switched and like the passion that we had for it came back instantly because we switched back to what our original interests were that were you know things that were organic to us and not mm-hmm. just a quick money grab right. um so that we can have sustainability and easily market because we're selling something that we actually believe in. When you stepped out to do it, were you kind of like, like, I don't know, or were you just like, nah, I'm ready? Like, were you fully confident coming out the gate or was there a little bit of doubt? Good question. Um, That's off the top too, I didn't even write that question Look at you, (laughs) look at you. I really do this podcast. Okay, Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just playing. Okay. But um, I would say, like, we, I didn't necessarily feel, to be honest, I felt fairly confident about Mm it. Um, Going back to the timeline stuff, I actually feel like those were the things that caused the most concern was making sure, because again, we were doing this in the middle of a pandemic. So when we went to apply for all the bar. Unemployment was going crazy for me. Was I was rich. Oh my goodness. I was rich. I, I want unemployment right now. So oh, wow. I'm glad that's working out. For I'm you. about to lie to the so government. Other, I can't. It's not working that. out no more. I'm broke now. Bro. <laughs> oh my gosh. During the pandemic, you see my closet. Oh my gosh. The shoes over there. Shout out to them. I hope the feds is listening to right now. They don't come up in here. Anyway, so um, yeah. <laughs> We um we when we had to get all our business documentation in order because of the pandemic, a lot of those governmental agencies were backed up mm-hmm. and we were being told by our accountants that, you know, it could take weeks and months to get our licenses and our seller's permits and all those kind of things. Like I said, like we would literally start all of our business meetings with prayer mm-hmm. and things that they told us would take months were would take like a week or a couple wow. days. We would get our documentation, our paperwork in the mail. So the concerns were were not necessarily like our confidence about would people receive it well. It was more so because what we did was we we launched our social media account a month before we launched the business. So we were able to get good fillers. Mm-hmm. We did some 
COVID friendly photo shoots with some of our friends and we got to get their reactions to it and that kind of stuff. Um, so it was more so like, okay, we set this launch date. Are we going to have all our paperwork in yeah. to in order to really be legit by that launch date? But thankfully, everything got in and um, everything was on the up and up. But that was more so the, um, are we going to be ready? Um, and the other thing was, we get some of our packaging. So we, you know, we created our logo. We created custom packaging, things like that. Some of our stuff was coming from China, which obviously we know was the epicenter. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> so y'all was ordering from... COVID headquarters. Only our packaging, but it wasn't even, by that time, like, China really was more stable than we were in the United States as far as the pandemic. I think it, everywhere else is more stable yeah. than the United States. Yes, yeah, so it really was just about the shipping and mm-hmm. making sure that we would they be able to get everything. Yes, mm-hmm. and so, but like I said, like, we had a couple hiccups that we troubleshot and we worked around it and mm-hmm. everything was good. Our, um, our first opening day was so cool um we sent each other like congratulatory congratulatory gifts and just like um all our friends were super supportive even people that i didn't even think or expect would um mm-hmm. support really? they did yeah mm-hmm. and they people sent the nicest messages and they continue to support us and we continue to grow and things like that so um so far so good this is another question off the top. I, oh, I, look write, at you. I write this one down. What's the goal, like end goal for this? Do you see like a storefront or you want to just stay like social media, like online? Or, yeah. Because like this, it's a restaurant over here. It's called the Greasy Spoon. Okay. <laughs> it's really, really good. It's like, I don't call it a hole in the wall, like you said in Chicago, but it's like, it's a restaurant over here. It's attached to a gas station. <laughs> that sounds like a hole in the wall to me, but that's yeah, okay. Go but ahead. it's really, really good. <laughs> and I, and they, when we go there, I'm like, they need another location because the line's yeah. always on like the line of go into the gas station. Yes. And I'm like, y'all need to like y'all need to expand. Like y'all are pretty popular. I think the owner, he got like mentioned on food the Network. food channel. Yeah. Or, yeah. So it's kinda like you're probably popular. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, Yeah, we're opening a new location soon. So is that the plan for y'all to kinda expand or y'all or do you like, I guess, staying in one place where people yeah. are like kinda waiting in line? <laughs> wow. Well, we have very good turnaround rates, okay? So when people place their orders, then orders ship out the next day. Oh, wow. Okay, um, expedited. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so long term, we definitely want to expand. um, First, eventually, we want want our items to be carried in other stores and other shops. So there's a few... boutique stores in Indianapolis that are interested in carrying our products and things like that. So oh. that'll probably be our next step. So black owned business in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. What are you trying? <laughs> First of all, let me tell you some history. I might, okay? might want to go to Atlanta or something. <laughs> let me tell you some history of Mr. Malik. Uh, Madam CJ Walker, oh. her original hair uh, factory was in Indianapolis. So Indianapolis has a lot of rich black history that you don't know about. I'm gonna give you some books. Isn't so that where the, that. the Ku Klux Klan was originated? Ain't they up in Texas too? Hey, I, don't <laughs> I don't know where they are. I try to stay away. Some of these backwoods <laughs> up in Texas look kind of suspect good to thing, me as well. Uh, the KKK is mansion. everywhere, to be quite honest. But <clears> I think that is. Um, I have heard that rumor that they started Indiana. Like I would not oh. be surprised by that. But um, I was just, just curious. You know. <laughs> Indianapolis <laughs> actually. Um, they've done a lot to build up that city um, recently, mm-hmm. and um, but but yeah. So we there's some boutique shops that are interested in carrying our products. So that would be next step. Oh, wow. um, 
We want to expand into some other products outside of just jewelry. So that may be coming up down the line as well. And eventually, even outside of like who carries us, you know, ideally we would love our, both of our favorite stores, Nordstrom. We long-term could be carried in a store like Nordstrom. That would be goals for That'd us. Be and then, um, so we're not taking like our own storefront off the table. It's just, we are looking to see like where is retail going in the future? Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of retail places are only online now and they have a lot of success now and there's a lot of places that have storefronts that are having to close so it's just gonna be interesting what happens in the next few years but also for us um some of our other business goals look like you know we want this to become our full-time jobs we want to be able to hire staff yeah um we want to be able to invest in um nonprofits and things like that we Mm -hmm. want to be able to take on interns so we have a lot of goals around what expansion looks like in those realms too so not necessarily like just where we're sold but things that we want to do internally Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool Charlotte. like that far ahead listen like in the thoughts yeah i could um like start a podcast division honestly uh, i could put malik there um (laughs) we we can get the bag together i'll even go to indiana Uh, (laughs) i could do a live pod there Okay. I can wear the jewelry. (laughs) We'll work on it. We will keep you in mind for future endeavors. I'll just be y'all's business manager. I don't know about that. (laughs) We may have some other roles (laughs) that you may be able to do. Business manager slash model slash podcaster. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know about all those, but we'll let you know. We'll keep you in mind. Sorry. You said uh, you mentioned your social media. So what do your DMs look like? Wow. I asked the real heavy hidden questions here, Linda. And you know, good one. Answer <laughs> no question about no DMs. She's not gonna answer. But didn't you do like a media. you did like a poll the other day? It was like, so how do y'all like IG or something like that, or, or why do you follow, or who do you follow? Oh no, I said four things that confuse me about Instagram. So I've been on Instagram now. It hasn't even been a year yet. So. These are the four things that confuse me, if I can remember them. The first one is, why do people follow people that they don't like? That very much confuses me. Um, I still don't understand that. Um, The second one was, why do people follow you, but they never engage in your content? Like, they never like anything. They never leave a comment. They never do a reaction. Um, That's my my bag right there. I just... Reacting away. Me too. I'm like, is there like I'm like all supporting uh, people since I got, and since like, I got dumped, boy, I just <laughs> react, react. See, you are reacting with not the best intentions. I send reactions to people to be supportive and but let you really, them know. You really hey, girl, like you what you saw. Today. Yes, I'm like, you look cute today. Like. I looked at your I, picture. I be feeling I that same. Cute, I be so feeling I wrote, that same. No, I'm talking about my friends. I'm not talking about trying oh, to get a okay. date. I, I wasn't trying. To, yeah, I just you know. Anyway, Sometimes the third my, my thing, sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe tell people about your burner Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> the third thing that I said I don't understand. Oh, how did I end up in some random test group where they gave me these weird uh, reactions that it wasn't like the normal reactions and everybody was confused. For like, like the spam month. messages? Or? It was No, it was like instead of me having like a hard eyes reaction to an IG story, it was like these weird blinking sunglasses or it was just oh. weird. I can't even explain mm-hmm. it. And I don't know how I got into that tester group. My God. I don't know, but everybody was confused when I was responding. And <laughs> then, <laughs> and then I forgot the fourth thing that I don't understand about Instagram, but um, I'm sure there'll be more 
more to questions. the list. Yeah, so, that I'm just like, I don't really understand. As you're on the gram. It seems yes. like you don't Oh, know I remember now. I see you posting TikToks. And- I remember what it was. It was, how come people will DM you stuff and they'll just say hi and they won't say anything else? Do people actually like respond to that? So you're saying that you just get DMs where people are just like, hey. Yes, literally it'll just be like, hi. Is it guys? Yes. And then one time, this guy... That's interesting. <laughs> it that's, was that's like, interesting. He said... Was, um, it, was it the one guy? I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> one time, somebody DM'd me and said, um, can I show them a close-up of my shoes in, in one of my pictures? And I was like, I was looking at the picture. Oh, no, nah, he might be a creep. He might, he, might be like, he might be one of those guys that like feet. I was like, Wait, delete. Did you have on delete. sandals? or I had on Converse, which made it even more confusing. I was like, these are regular shoes. Nah, he's definitely seen Converse. Yeah, so I just there. I just deleted it immediately. You didn't even respond? No. I don't ever respond to DMs that I, people I don't know. Sometimes I don't respond to DMs of people I do know. <laughs> Depends on what they say. Wow. That's rude. It depends on what they say. I want to get back to your um, your storefront goals, though. So, okay. cool. so I used to work in Dillard's, right? Yep. And they had James Avery in there, like a section. Yes. But then also in that same mall, there was a whole James Avery store. Yes. So you could possibly do that, too. Yes. Maybe, like, if you want, instead of just... Yeah. I mean, that's not what you want. Like, if you... Because I think that'd be cool. Like, yeah. you could have, like, all right, here's... Calm, yes, in the Galleria, but then I also carry calm in like Dillard's or North Shore yes. or Saks Fist. Don't yes. you like All Saints? I love All Saints, See? they make my very favorite leather jackets. Why do you know that? That's so funny, but <laughs> they actually memory. have a sage green leather jacket that I'm eyeing for the fall time and I want it so bad. But anyway, that's a side note. Um, to the storefront question, I'm not saying that we don't want to do that, like, we definitely will be open to doing that, mm-hmm. but I guess I feel like we would want to do it in a way that it's really innovative for the future of what shopping and retail looks like. So, mm-hmm. and and I don't know exactly what that means, and I probably wouldn't share here because I want to make sure that we keep it, you know, nah, I, I, I could, some proprietary I information got an, I got an exclusive. involved. But we would want it to be, you know, a really innovative storefront that yeah. comes with a lot of creative experiences, and mm-hmm. it's not just. Not just that you would just be coming to shop because we would want to provide something. Yeah, like it would be a whole experience. Yes, type thing. because it would need to be different from like there would be there would need to be some draw to get you to come there versus just placing your order online. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, we definitely would be interested in doing that. Um, we just are just looking at the market to see where retail is going and to see mm-hmm. how we can really put a creative spin on it to yeah. make it something really unique that meshes well with us and our whole brand. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. It makes me think of like like the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. How their stadium's probably like worth a billion dollars, but they have so many cool features there. Like there's okay. a feature where you can like it's like a big screen, but like your favorite player can pop a bond and it'll literally look oh, like wow. you're taking a picture with like your favorite player. So it's okay. just like like I think people go to cowboy games not just because they like the Cowboys, right. but just the whole experience of the stadium and things right. like that. Like so Exactly. Like I've been to like one time I went to Kendra Scott mm-hmm. and it was like, you want a drink? You want this? You want that? And I was like, oh, so yes. like, this is all kind of hitting me. But I don't know. Like, this is just different ways to separate yourself. Yes, from, for uh, sure. From other businesses. So. For sure. Like when I think about like um, this has this is not in the same field or genre as us. But what do you think about like um, Chip and Joanna and they do the what did they have? Flip or flop. 
or whatever their show was. I forgot the name of it. I'm sure that's wrong, but it has something to do with Flip and the name. The people know, I'm sure. I don't think I but, know who Chip and John. Is wow, that the HGTV? It's HGTV. Oh, didn't they get divorced? Is that them? No, not oh. them. <laughs> They're still together. Oh, and Chip. But anyway, they have expanded. Like, they have a homeware line at Target. And they have, in Waco, they have, like, a whole, basically, Oh, are they the, they're the Magnolia people? Yes, they oh, have okay, Magnolia. Okay. So, they have their we restaurant. Sell, we sell that at Yes, so they have the restaurant, and then they also have like their store. Oh um, wow! And then they have it, the it's really experiential where their store is. Um, they have these silos, and it's like a whole um, outdoor area where there's like food trucks and music, and they do concerts there. Like they and people literally come to Waco just to go mm-hmm. to to I experience see, their I see store. See people there go there all the time on right. Instagram. Right. So if we could, you know, find a way to do something, something conceptual like that in our genre, that's kind of what I mean when I say like experiential and not just a store because that, you know, they sell their stuff in Target. But what's the difference between you going to get their stuff in Target yeah, yeah. versus you driving away? Yeah. So that's what I mean. And it incorporates a lot of different interests that they have, which kind of have a lot of different interests, too. So we could work those in like they have the restaurant, which, you know, it, it brings in their cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, they do the music portion. They do a lot of different things in that one space. And it's really successful. So I feel like um, whatever we do with a brick and mortar store, we would want to have that innovation feel to it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Like, I, I think um, I think it's cool when you take that step. You just don't really know how far you can, yes. just how far you can go. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all, pretty sure y'all were just like, "Oh, we're gonna start the jewelry brand, see what's up," and now y'all are yes. talking storefronts and yes. cool experiences and all. Yes. Like, it's pretty cool. Like when your brain starts to just really start to get functioning. Yes. You think? I guess you think it's always been like a a passion, or did you just get that passion during the pandemic? No, it's always been a passion, and it's honestly like. Uh, <clears throat> It's so funny because now when I think back on like different jobs that I've worked at corporately and different stuff like that, like I can see all the different things that I've learned, all the different experiences, whether they were positive or Mm -hmm. challenging, how they um, led up to this opportunity Mm -hmm. and um, impacted this opportunity in a positive way. So like there's a certain way that we want to run our company based on experiences that we've had in corporate America. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a certain way that we want to treat employees. Even now, like we contract with um, we have a photographer that we contract with and we have different people that we contract with that help us. Um, with things for our website and stuff like that and just in how we treat them how we interact with them how we collaborate because for us it's all about the collaboration so we're really big on that we really are intentional to make sure that um, most of the people that we work with that they're also um, women in business or Mm -hmm. um, people of color in business and we really Um, we believe there's room for everybody. So we even love to introduce people that we work with to, to our audience and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so like our photographer, like we've introduced her to so many different people and she now she has her own photography business. She's working with so many different people, people that um, that I work with are working with her now. And so we want to continue to do things like that as well. But a lot of that came from lessons learned from mm-hmm when we were not treated well and we, yeah. we wanted to do it differently mm-hmm. when we had our opportunity to to own something yeah that's like i think i see my mom kind of with those challenges right now like mm-hmm. we had an event a few weeks ago and she was kind of like i really loved it like we did good but there are some things that like i'm never going to do again like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. she's like now nah, i know going forward 
like this is what I got to do. This has to be the game plan. But yeah, I guess it's the only things that you really learn from. Like you said, you just kind of yes go through experiences. Like that's really where you learn it. Like, For sure, and it's just important to us to provide a work environment that is healthy mm-hmm. and that um like the communication is healthy that people are treated and paid fairly and um and things like that so yeah. i think having certain people in positions like a, having like a like oh, dang like a real like hr or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. even you know sensitivity training stuff, right stuff, stuff like that like having people in positions because i think when you kind of run a, a business when you start it off with like it's just y'all too right like you might feel like you're just in charge of like every position right <laughs> which is you true. might not know it all and so right. like, I, like even that's what happened with like the joe Bonner podcast like he had to realize like I need to start hiring people who are like already like licensed or like professional in these areas. So that way it's not just all on me. And then I'm not, you know, working, I guess, out of the strain. So hundred percent. And that's what I said. Like both me and Kai both have a lot of years in corporate and Kai has HR experience. So when we get ready to, you know, stand up our own HR department, she'll be able to pull from that experience Mm -hmm. and and things like that. So we have all of those things I feel like have come together to combine to help us to get this to where we want it to be. Mm-hmm. And, or like me, like my past corporate experience, I ran projects and mm-hmm. programs and right, right. Um, different events and different stuff like that. And so I work, I work with people overseas. Like literally oh, yeah, yeah. I could be doing projects and some people are in Houston, some in Chicago, some in New Mexico, some in India, everywhere. And just being able to communicate with everybody everywhere mm-hmm. um, at their level and show respect for them, work through different time zones all that kind of stuff um and it really just motivated us to like we really realized all of the years the time the energy that we put into building corporate businesses mm-hmm. that we could put that same energy and and figure it out for ours as well it's pretty cool man like it's funny how all of that just kind of comes together like mm-hmm. but i don't know if i'd be thinking too deep sometimes when i think about that but i'll be thinking like man you think Maybe that was a part of God's plan. Like you, you have like overseas project experience. Yes. She has HR experience. Yes. You think that's all a part of the plan? Because like one day y'all are gonna every single be bit of together. it. Every <laughs> single bit of it. Um, even like how we met was so funny. Like we were roommates in college, but we we lived in a house and it was like four of us. Mm-hmm. But all of us knew each other through the uh, one other girl. So it's like we weren't all as close moving into the house. We were all as close with the other girl. Oh, okay. But okay. then by the end of moving out. <laughs> We were all more close with each other than we were the other girls. So, right. I, yeah, God does work all those things. Like, I know. R.I.P. the other girl. That's actually sad because she actually really oh, passed away. Malik. For real? Yes, for real. <laughs> Dang, I didn't mean to laugh right there. <sighs> Prayers but, and condolences to her family. Thank you. But I do believe that it was a part of her role in her life to mm-hmm. bring us together because we, wow. we've stayed close since then. Mm-hmm. And, um,. We just have a lot of times we'll be having the same type of experience at our jobs, even though uh, we're in different places, Mm -hmm. but just where we were in our careers and things like that. Um, And we always talked about doing a business. We never we I feel like recently that our eyes were more open to before we went thought we were going to go into business. We thought we would be doing like consulting, like we would provide consulting services for corporations and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But recently, you know our eyes have been open to one of the things I can thank Generation Z for or whatever that generation is that's after millennials. Um, I think it's, it's X? One of them. I don't know. Somebody I don't that's know. not a millennial. Well, am I a millennial? 
I don't, I don't know. They keep trying to tell me I'm a millennial, but I keep rejecting it. But um, I think it is Gen Z. The younger generation has shown and really demonstrated really well that you can create a business. You there's a lot of different ways in life to be successful. Everybody's mm-hmm. track is not going to include college. Everybody's track is not going to include a traditional career path. Mm-hmm. And um, people are making things happen, and they're they have devoted the time to build things that they are passionate about. So yeah, I feel like I was. Um, we where we shifted was in what type of business we would have and mm-hmm. I feel like this is something that provides like us with the creative outlet and it makes it it doesn't feel like work all the time because yeah. we like what we're doing it's fun we enjoy it and y'all like each other exactly and better. and it we op- it opened our eyes to like work can actually this is what work can work actually can be, be. right yeah. work doesn't have to be I don't want to go to this place. I don't like who I work for. I can't wait till it's time for me to get off. Like work can be Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm looking forward to this meeting. This project is going to be fun and creative. I get to work with different people I like. Like it's just a whole different vibe. And that's what it's been for us, which has been also like a big stress reliever, even though it's been more work because we both still work full-time jobs. So it's been, you know, more man hours put in. But it's been a stress reliever because it's something that we look forward to doing. Mm-hmm. I had a point that was in my head and I forgot. You got to do better. I, I take forgot. back my Oprah compliment. Ah, I forgot. You're Ricky was. Lake out here. You nah, probably don't even know who Ricky Lake is, do you? Is that a white lady? <laughs> <laughs> she is a talk show host from the 90s. I was born in the 90s. You should know about what's going on. Oh, oh dang. I thought I... Whatever I said, it was going to be cool, I think. You think? <laughs> you're, you're not even sure. This happens okay. like every episode. Like, I lose my train of thought. That's okay. You're going to do better. I believe in you. Holy no. Spirit, help him out. No, I was really trying to remember. Wow, sorry. But, dang, what did you say? You said, y'all like each other. It was something you said before y'all oh, like each other. Oh, and it doesn't other. feel like work. Like, um, we I like mean, what we do. We're passionate about what we do. And so... I think it was before that, too. Sorry, I can't. I did See, my best. Nah, yeah, I don't know. I did my best. Maybe we'll come back. But maybe we can switch because we've been preaching to the choir. Okay. Let's lighten the mood. All right. You know your I'm parameters. Not even, I'm not even going crazy. You know your parameters. All right. What are you watching on Netflix these days, Linda? What do you do? Like... Okay. Oh, also, I see your post. You be... You're like... you. Do you work out? I do. That's, um, that's cap. What? That's cap. First of all, oh, that is insulting. <laughs> wow. First, what does never, that mean? I never, I never seen you in the gym before. You don't see me doing a lot of things. That doesn't mean I don't do them. I have my whole life over here. So <laughs> you don't know what I have going on. Anyway, yes, I do work out. I've always been active for your information. Um, but during cap. the beginning, man, you better. We ask went on me. that hiking trip. <laughs> First of you all, let's look, talk about you, it. You let's talk most, about it. It was thirty degrees oh, it was, outside. It was really cold. Okay, it was really, and really cold. I packed like a twenty-pound backpack because I didn't know we were gonna get stuck down there on that trail. That was Jasmine's fault. I didn't even want to go hiking. I was just bored. And, and y'all so, took my car. We did. We did. That and, then, was and then y'all took me to Genia. I don't like Genia. You just have a lot of complaints. I did two of the Next things that I, that, I, that I hate the most. Hiking in 30 degree weather. That and then 30 we went degrees to took me out. I don't do that. Okay. It was so, so cold. That was the thing. It was just freezing cold down there. I can't. No. Yeah. Nah. Um, it wasn't that fun. But shout out to everybody who went. That was pretty. It was fun. It was a fun experience for yeah. sure. But yes, I do work out. Um, I've always been active. But to be honest, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was not working out like I was supposed to. I was baking cookies every single week. And they were fired. And but now I'm back 
consistent on my workout routine and I'm trying to get like my goal is like like 10 years ago when I was on vacation and my back muscles were super toned so I'm trying to get back to that oh, that's right. like my fitness goal yeah I remember when Michael B. Jordan was in Creed oh yes all right you didn't, you didn't <laughs> but uh I looked at his back and I was like yeah he got a nice back yes yes, <laughs> yes I, yes, I tried yes. to get in the gym because he had a nice back I've had like four different gym memberships and I've canceled them all see we have a trail like right across the street in our neighborhood that I I went to consistently for like three weeks and then I stopped. stopped. Well, one, it started raining like every day. It does. And then with me working at 6 a.m., like I would get off work, get off at 2, and then go walk. So by the time I would like sit down, I would just be like exhausted. So I was like, I don't feel like just being exhausted all the time. But I need to get back at it because. Yes, you do. I'm a little big. You need to start the consistency when you're younger so that it's a lifestyle. I realize. That's an area of mine I got to get better at is discipline. Yes. Okay. That's actually one of my strengths. Is it? Yes. Uh, it's not one of my strengths. I'm very bad, like, discipline, especially, like, financially. Yes. Like I told you during the pandemic last year, unemployment, wow. I can. <laughs> now, I, nowadays, I'm like, wow, well, I wish I was like that. Like, I wish I had that money now. I'm I so bad. I'll be getting a little alerts, like, you're a little like I got a credit card. I'm in debt. <laughs> I cannot. It's not, it's not good for me. Right you now. need to fix all of that while you are still under the cover of your parents. Call them collectively. Go ahead and hire me. We can. I don't know I told about you, all We that. can start getting the bag together. I don't know about all that. You need to fix your discipline. Where's Kai? Kai. Kai. If you listen to this part, what's up? <laughs> She's meaner than me, so y'all... she definitely is not gonna hire you. So just letting you know. Wow. So y'all put on the photographer, but y'all can't put me on. The photographer does great work. She's extremely disciplined, and <sighs> she put in a lot of work before we even. Um, y'all like put her. Y'all put her, her through like a kind of training. Like we gotta see. No, she actually offered. Um, she actually used to work with me at another place, and she transitioned out of that role. And I was taking her to lunch to celebrate. And um, you said took her to lunch to celebrate quitting. It was, I said she was transitioning <laughs> out of that role, and quitting is not always a negative thing. Like the nah, next thing, I be is, seeing people on Twitter be like, "Yo, quitting your job is like it's so it's so freeing. It's so uh, dang, what's the word? It's the other word for freeing. I don't know. <laughs> dang, Kanye says it in a song. Wow, <laughs> I hear, I hear my mind be going blank sometimes. I see, but they be like, it's so freeing. Like, like uh, it's just healthy. You know, your stress levels. Well, for her, it was definitely a healthy transition. And it really, it, we weren't celebrating that she was leaving. We were celebrating where she, what, where she was going and what she had contributed when she was in the role. But see, again, it takes you back to like, I guess everything, you know, it, it does. all comes. Yeah. So all, that's what the Bible says, right? Like, yeah, all things, all things together. Can come together. So. Yeah. So we were at lunch and then she started taking pictures of the food and it looked like. It her phone? Like out of, yeah, it looked like it was like out of a magazine. And then she See, said, she's like, you know, I know you just launched a business and, you know, do you need help? I'm like, so she offered. And so she started taking pictures for us. And then we were like, we, it's only right. We have to pay her because she's doing work and yeah. we pay other photographers. So we need to pay her. And so that's really how it all now y'all came have to a, be. Y'all have an in-house we do. photographer. We do. That's and life. she is amazing. So we love working with her. Shout out to her. Yes photographer yes who shall not be named no because she's super shy and private so so i'm gonna respect that but shout she's amazing out. Shout out to her, man. yes 
Uh, what what did I ask you for this? Netflix? What show? Oh, yeah. We, were, um, we, went, we went back to the business stuff. Yes. Um. So right now I'm actually <clears throat> taking a break from Netflix and I have been watching HBO Max. So Netflix kind of sucks anyways. Yeah, they need to add more programming. Um, I feel like HBO Max and Hulu and Disney Plus are like about to pass them up. Um, but yeah, so I've been watching so. HBO Max and so I just binge watched Cold Case. It's a show from like... Me and the my early mom, 2000s. we used to watch Cold Case every yes. Sunday. I like that show. So I watched all of it. Well, I rewatched because I mm-hmm. had watched it before. I like rewatching old stuff. Like, I'm not really into so much new television. <laughs> I used to only but, watch The Office. Like, I used to just put that on all the time. Yes. Like, I, during the pandemic, I watched, this is, y'all youngins probably don't know anything about this, but I was watching Matlock in the heat of the night, Girlfriends. A different I know, world. I know girlfriends in a different world. The practice, you know, the practice. Mm-mm. It's a show about a legal show. But for new television, I love the Lovecraft Country series on HBO Max. That one mm-hmm. is really good. They just got nominated for a bunch of Emmys. Um, I like This Is Us. And yeah, but nothing really. Do you on... watch Insecure? I do. I'm love, waiting. I'm looking forward Insecure. to the last season. Uh, five. Season. Yeah. Don't cry. I love Lawrence. Oh, me, you do? Me and Lawrence are the no. Same. You don't Ooh. like Lawrence? No, I don't like any of Issa's choice in men. Period. Wow. Nate, Nate's decent. I don't like Nate. He's oh, he's Nate, annoying. Dog. Why is he annoying? He, I don't like. I sometimes I feel like people use the like. I need to get my mental health right. I think they use it as an excuse to get attention. No, that's a real thing. So I, I think he's using it to get attention. No, he really. She talked to his friends and they told her he really had mental health struggles. And I like that he was honest about it. Um, I just like no, he disappeared. You're right, he did. But I he just like back, him from Houston. He is from Houston, and I love all his activism work. Like he is about on the that show life. or no, in real life. life. I'm talking about on the show. I'm oh my gosh! In, <laughs> in real life, he's from Houston too. Oh, for real? Yes. Oh, hey, hey, man. hey shout out to that boy, man. <laughs> in real life, he is from Houston. And I he didn't come, know that. He came to Houston and did a lot of voting rights drives. Like his activism goes hard. He's all right. They were me. shooting that man with rubber bullets. For real? Yeah, he was bruised all over his body. Oh, I'd have been just so dramatic if I got shot over but... <laughs> You would have. <laughs> like, oh my God. I can see it now. Oh, man. That would have been a great Instagram post. <laughs> of, no, my gosh. Of the choices that Issa has, Nate is the best one. Lawrence. I think it's Lawrence. The last episode no, where Lawrence and Issa went out on that like date night. Yeah. That's my favorite episode ever. Really? I love that episode. Ever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, the, of that show yeah well i actually outside of the romantic relationships and i know that's what you're all about all the time no i really I like, like sports <laughs> i'm talking about in the tv show oh okay i thought you saw like attacking my person no. like, i like i like music so no i like to shop it is secure i really like the storyline about uh molly and Issa and oh, their they friendship. Were, like the friction in their yeah, friendship. Yeah, yeah. that's like real that really mm-hmm. happens especially with female relationships around their age group and stuff like that so i liked they you think did so a good job. oh yeah absolutely I've, I've dated a few girls that have said like you know i don't really i'm not really friends with girls like that because girls are just messy and guys aren't sometimes that scares me because i'll be kind of like oh yeah, that should. Is that true, though? Should, um, is that true? Like, well, I feel like uh, I've had my fair share of run-ins with girls, but I also have a lot of friends. Like, I have my, I have a lot of friends, people that I consider friends that are women. I do for a long time in my life. Like, the majority of my friends were guys, but I think it was because like 
when I was growing up, all of my cousins, like, I was the only girl within my oh, age right, range. Right, right. So, like, I was always just used to hanging out. Like, my comfort zone was to hang out with a lot of guys. And it's I think still, my comfort zone is the opposite. No, you have mal- <laughs> you, you got malicious intent. No, I don't. I had a pure heart. I'm comfortable around any comfort zone. I mean, any group of people, really. Yeah, I am I like, too. I love my guy friends, though. Like, I think yes. when you hang out with, like, when I hang out with my girlfriends, they make me appreciate, like, my guy friends yes. so much more. I believe that, yes, for sure, for sure. But, yeah, I think, I mean, female and female relationships are complicated in general, even whether it's friends, whether it's family, like, it's just complicated. But I think that women should at least try to connect with other women. Yeah, because, I think yeah, everybody should. Yes, because a lot of... It's like in their sex, I mean. Yes, um, just in their demographic in general, because a lot of times, you know, like, we need to share information. We need to know what's going on. We need mm-hmm. to be support systems for each other. And um, I think women can do that more. But it's something you have to be intentional about. Yeah. And you can't um, automatically assume... I think women sometimes can make a lot of assumptions about what another woman is thinking or saying or her intentions and things like that mm-hmm. instead of just having the conversation which yeah. could break down walls and barriers and stuff mm-hmm. a lot of people always tell me people what they think about me before they actually talk to me or meet me is never what they think when they actually have a conversation with me so that's the reason why i say that they always have they always have a certain judgment that they think about me and then when they meet me they're like oh you're never you're not nothing like what I thought you were gonna be like. So Yeah. A few of my friends that I'm really close with now before we were friends, they were like, I used to think you were mean. Mm-hmm. Like I guess because I have a straight face. I don't know. <laughs> they used to always be like, I thought you were mean. I thought you were kinda like like cocky. Some yeah. I've heard that. Like Well you are. That part's true. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, well, kind of, but I think it's <laughs> okay. I think it's, I think it's good. You gotta, you gotta believe in you, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm-hmm. You know, that could be, you know, that, that, could, that relates to just your business stuff, too. Well, mm-hmm. that's just like, like, you got to believe in you. You, know? you do, for sure. And I used to kind of struggle with that, so I'm yeah. happy now that, like, mentally, I'm like. That's good. Like, yes. I'm, I'm him, bro. The co- okay, I'm, no, I'm just playing. Not All right. I don't, I don't like to say <laughs> I like to post cocky captions on Instagram when I post a picture. That's yes, like you the, do. But. That is the most challenging. That's another part about the <laughs> caption part of Instagram is very challenging. This is what you do. You just go through your Apple Music and you just find the song. Yeah, but all the boom. songs I like are from the 99s and 2000s. So, so. you could be like, you got your next caption. You just got to be like, pop, lock, and drop. <laughs> Not that one. They're going to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Not that one. Or you could put like a... <laughs> like, uh, Mr. Telephone Man. Wow, that was definitely the early that 80s. That was 80s. Tried it. My bad. And man. I like that song too. That's a good song. I love New Edition. I like New Edition. Did you see the Bobby Brown and Key Sweat verses by I did. Them two uncles was up there just trying to think. In my last podcast episode, you can hear my mom out there like screaming as she was watching them. Trying their best. They were they were trying their best. And I like both of them, but yes. my fav- One of my favorite verses so far was Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind, Fire. For real? Yes. I, I don't think I watched that one. I think I might have been at work or something. Yeah, that one was a whole vibe. I think it was Easter Sunday. And I feel like it really oh, yeah. introduced it the younger Sunday. generation. I don't think the young generation knows how many songs people have sampled yeah, by yeah, Isaac Brother and Earth, Wind & Fire. Yeah, that's true. That is so, true. I'm, I'm like kind of a music nerd in that sense. Like I like to know like yep. what, what sample that is. Like I, It's like random facts. I don't know. I, I, like, I think my favorite one was Neo. 
against Jonta Austin. That was one of my favorite ones too. People slept on that, that one. Was, that was the best one. That one and um, Teddy Riley versus Babyface for the, for the that memes. That was horrible. For the memes. I horrible. mean, the comedic aspect of that one alone, I will go back and rewatch that one just yeah. to laugh. <laughs> that one was pretty good. What else? Just to laugh. I like the first one, like the first or second one they did with the producers. It was Boy Wonder and Hit Boy. Oh, I'm sure that was. But good. that was that was like when Versus wasn't like Versus yet. Like right. it was like, all right, we're just gonna go Instagram and play. Right. And literally, it was like three hours long. Yeah. This was before all like the production. yeah, when it was just organic and yeah. I liked it better that way because I feel Me like too. people were more strategic in like what they played. Like I feel like now it's too. Too, it's too produced. Like. Yeah, I um, like you know it is super produced, but two things I like about it. Um, I like the fact that. They got the bag. Yes, people are investing in it and they they are paying the Mm -hmm. artists for for participating in it. And I also like um, that we're giving people their flowers while they're here to receive them because honestly, it's like a celebration in what they've contributed. So I love that. I'm going to stay right there because Swiss Beats is the... He's the like owner of that, right? Yeah, him and Timberlake. I think they sold some of it, but yeah, Yeah, they're the creators. Um, So a few weeks ago, there was a clip of Swiss Beats where he said something and I asked my dad like what does this mean so mm-hmm. I'm gonna play it for you okay and I'm gonna see if you try to like understand what this meant because I thought it was interesting are right, you ready I'm gonna put in the mic yeah look in life we gotta face our poison in order to poise on because you know you was born from your mother and you a poised son stop <laughs> I really thought you were about to play me something like really enlightening <laughs> <laughs> to try to decipher <laughs> when you know. No, he said, "Hey, that's that's hard to decipher." He said, "Life, we gotta face our poison." Stop. <laughs> <laughs> because so that we can poise on. Because you know, he came from your mother. You was a poison. <laughs> and you really played that like he really said something deep. When you know, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what does that no, what does that he mean. He tried like, it. That's Yo, that, that wasn't hard. That, that was deep to me. What was deep about it? <laughs> Nothing at exactly. all. I was That's why I asked my dad. I was like, hey, what is this mean? No, no. You don't have any thought about what that I meant? don't. I don't even want to try to. I think Swiss Beats was in his bag right there. I think he was definitely on something. <laughs> no, he might have been a little high. Something. <laughs> something. That's, yeah. All right. So we said Netflix. So Insecure, Lovecraft Country. Yes. All that. Yes. You said at the at the top of the episode that you like nineties. Yes. R&B. Who yes. who are you listening to right now? Are you get in the car. What's, what's the first thing you put on? Um. So I like this song. It's a it's a more recent artist, but it has a nineties feel to it. It's called Time by I think his name is Sebastian Mikael. Um. Look that up. No that, idea. That's a dope song. Really like that. Um. I listen to a lot of worship. My playlist or if i just do a random shuffle it mm-hmm. it will probably feel very schizophrenic because it's just all over the place it can mm-hmm. go from one extreme to the other mm-hmm. because it's just how my musical tastes are it kind of is um what i'm feeling in the moment right i have a ratchet gym playlist um because i love to hear ratchet songs when i'm working out Isn't that like megan i can't dying? tell you everything that's in there but you can imagine there's some 90s stuff in there some luke um, so, oh, Rick Ross is like probably my number one for working out. Really? Rick yes. Ross? Yes. Um, yes. He has a lot of songs. To me, Rick Ross makes like luxury rap. Like, Oh, you need to go back to the gotta, original. You got to be on like Turks and Cakes on a boat. You got to go to the original hustling um, Rick uh, Ross. I like, um, I like blowing money fast. Rick Ross. Yes. 
That's um, a good song. You got yes. To get work so, out too. Exactly. So I have a lot of that in my um, playlist. I like um, like reggae songs. Reggae um, go hard. It's yes. a song I was just say. It's called Miss Fatty. <laughs> but it's like, hey, Miss Fatty, Fatty, you up? Yes. And I, I need to hear that song at like a party or something. Yes. But that's a good song too. I made I made an Afrobeats playlist the other day. Yes, I like Afrobeats too. Um, I like man, I like everything. I love anything Motown. Um, the Temptations. Love Temptations. Marvin Gaye is like my nineteen sixties crush. Um, that's somebody that I wish was still alive that I could have met. Um, Did one of these artists kill their dads? Marvin Gaye's dad killed him. For oh okay, because uh, I worked the other day. This girl was like, Luther Vandross shot his dad." I was like, <laughs> now what? that that I don't know, I would have to research. I that. was like, did he? But I was like, did that happen? I would have to research that. I don't know. I love Luther Vandross as well. Um, everybody, when I was little, I loved In Vogue. In Vogue was like the quintessential girls group before mm-hmm. you know the girls groups that came in like the nineties and two thousand. You like the City Girls? Is that in your Ratchet Jim playlist? I think I have one of their songs. I honestly didn't even know any of their songs probably till the pandemic. So I think I have their song Twerculator in my playlist, but only wow. because they sampled Percolator. Percolator. Yes. So I don't I'm not familiar with a lot of their stuff, to be honest. They they passed that twenty twelve demographic. Yeah, they're they're um, they're a bit extreme in their uh Yeah, I don't really lyricism. know I don't know a lot about them. And if there are songs that I like that are more recent, usually I like them because they sampled somebody oh, okay. from before. So you so, recognize the sample as well. Yes. I gotta hear that outside. Well, that's usually what appeals to me is the sample. Yeah. But yeah, Jodeci all day long. Um, Didn't they have a battle? No, Jodeci? they have not. But they I were wish trying they to, do. Like I think they're trying to put it together. I hope they do. They should. I don't even know who would go against them. Um, they could do Jodeci and Boyz II Men because they were kind of competitive at the time, like in mm-hmm. the '90s. But. Oh yeah, I think that was the one that they were. Yeah, I can see that because they're in the same lane. Um, Tony Braxton, I still play her original first album. Really? That's just yeah, and then anything hip hop from the '90s to 2012. Why does it stop at 2012? Because after 2012, I stopped understanding what they were saying in these songs. That's just Migos mumbling. That's just Migos. I don't know any of these band names. Um, and then I feel like they're all so much younger than me. So I'm like, is it even appropriate that I'm listening to them? Like I'm grown, grown. So yeah, 2012 is about when I feel like music started for me. I wasn't as impressed and I started just replaying stuff from back, back in my day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? No, I still, okay. Well, feel free to create a playlist of things that you think is worth me listening to. Send it to me. I got you. And then I'll listen, and maybe that can be our part two. That's what I do. I made a I made a sad playlist whenever I I went through the breakup. (laughs) That's when I was like, "Yo, sad music really is different." Are we gonna talk about your breakup on the next session? No. Oh, no need to do that, man. Okay. I'm in a good place. All right, great. You know, are we gonna talk about your next relationship on the next episode? Absolutely not. See. See, we can't touch mine. We can't touch yours. All right, deal. But you were—you mentioned like, dang, what did you say? You were mentioned like your project and stuff. It made me think of a guy. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. I was like, wow, some commonality. No, there, but, uh, no, you are not somebody I would ever trust to recommend anything to uh, me. Okay. Especially Maybe not about, a guy. But what's his name? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I really, I really like that guy, man. No. <laughs> Maybe you should you you should go into data and just be like, all right, what does what does this mean? And you could just be like, no, you know, when we came 
in life, we gotta face our poison. <laughs> <laughs> and then see if they if they can break that down, then they're on a different level of like. Only poison I'm interested in is, is by That's it. I knew it. Come on. I knew it. Is there, it. is there anything else on the docket that we should get to? I think we're, we covered we're everything. Hour and 18 and it's the longest podcast I ever did. I'm nah, just... I'm glad. We, I, did, I went like an hour 15 all the time. Okay, so this is the longest. Yeah, so I guess. Yeah, I give good content, huh? <sighs> I guess so. Okay. All right, so no, I think we covered everything. Make me yeah. that playlist and that can be part two. Yeah, part two. You have any shout outs? Um, we always got in with the shout outs. You know, oh, really? Shout out to people. Yeah. Well, of course, Kai, my business partner. Shout out to Kai. Quick question. What does calm mean? Yes. Is that y'all's names? It's our initials. So um, Kai, and then her middle name is Alicia. And then my name is London, and my middle name is Monet. So we have calm, K-A-L-M, collective. Yeah, calm, it's a cool yes. name. Thank you very, very much. Um, so, yeah, shout out to her. And... Um, Shout out to our photographer. I won't say her name, but Shout if out. you like our pictures, Shout out to her. message me and I'll put you in contact with her. She don't have like an Instagram? She does. Y'all tag the photographer? I won't, yes. So I'll share it. I just yeah, just go on the IG and click the tag <laughs> and follow her. Do what y'all gotta do. Yes, she's amazing. And what's she, what's she, what's she? She's married. I was just playing. It was a joke. <laughs> oh my God. Help him, father. That was Help a him. joke. It was a joke. Help him. But yeah, I think that's it for shout outs. Thanks for having me as a guest. You're welcome, man. You uh, she like she pushed me to do this. She oh said, wow! She said, "We gonna have me come on there." So I was like, "I guess." Wow. <laughs> okay. I didn't think you would come on because I thought you like hated everyone. Wow. <laughs> what? Oh no! No, I'm just but see, this is like what you said. People don't really know you. Wow. Well, I know you a little bit. Nah, just, I don't hate anybody you, working this earth. I guess because their internship, you didn't really, you didn't really talk a whole lot. Like I guess, like in I front really of us. Talk when I have something you had, to say. That's how I am. But then people think I'm not interested. But it's like if I got nothing to say, why well, am I gonna talk? True. See, I feel that. I was about to start ranting on here, but I'm gonna keep it. No, we were coming to a close. Yeah, yeah, we were coming to a close. Do I have any <laughs> shoutouts? Uh, well, I guess I'll shout out London. Thank you. Thank you for pulling up to the north, to the north side. You're welcome. Um, Two-time camp champs. Three-time <laughs> for me, actually. That's what I do. Uh, who else? I'm trying to think who I should shout out. I don't think I have any shout out to them. Shout out to Big City Wings. Wow. It's my favorite wing place right now. They have deals every day. Okay. Like, literally every day. Like, Monday was like... You get chicken tenders for a dollar, so okay. Then the next day it's like half off something. So shout out to Big City Wings. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it, really. Yeah. Oh, shout out to the Bucks. They won the finals last they night. They did. It made me sad. I was really wanting Chris Paul to take it. I didn't watch a single game, so I can't I tell you wanting, much about it. But I wanted Chris Paul to take it too. Yes. But, well, congratulations, Milwaukee Bucks. Shout out to Milwaukee Bucks. Have you ever been to Milwaukee? I have. Good. Not it? much there. Yeah, so they needed to win. Yes, I'm happy for them. Maybe one day Houston will win. I told my dad if Houston ever wins a sports, like a championship, yeah. I'm going to the CVS. I'm getting cough syrup. What? I'm getting two cups, ice, and I'm oh, pouring lean, and I'm giving it to everybody out there. We're going to just ignore that. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's it. I think that's all we got. 
right. London, thank you for coming on here. You're welcome. Maybe we'll have to do a part two. Yep. I think people will be like, yo, she got to come back on. We'll talk about the calm buy a good exchange collab maybe one day i might need a chain or something so we'll, we'll set that up but um yeah uh that's it i think what is this episode 40 yeah episode 40 of the good exchange podcast i am malik once again london Bye, thank everybody. you for coming on y'all have a great week london you have a good rest of y'all week your you week and we'll see y'all next time man y'all have a good one